This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for two fifty and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Well, one, I opened my my Hendricks County Flyer app the other day, and I see one of my friends is making headlines, and I said, we gotta got to have him on and talk about it. it. The title reads, Local Business Owner Selected for Childhood Advocacy Summit. His name is Nick Jaworski. Nick, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and super excited about being in the Hendricks County Flyer as well. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about what you're doing, because you get to go to Washington, D.C., which yeah. is very cool. But but who are you, what do you do, and what were you selected for? Uh, sure. So I am an Avon resident here. I own a local business. I own a digital marketing agency. It's called Circle Social Incorporated. And we help companies basically build lead and growth funnels through their email campaigns, social media outreach, websites, all that kind of cool stuff that everyone loves online these days. But you are an early childhood education advocate, right? Exactly. That's like your side job. Yeah, that's my, well, it's a big piece of what I do. So I actually used to be in early childhood education for 15 years. Started off in domestic violence, running children's groups, became an educator, became a school director, um, actually ran schools around the world in Turkey and China and the U.S., um, so it's something I'm very, very passionate about. And then when I started my agency, I actually used it as a vehicle to um, advance my education kind of reform. And I wanted to get more into the policy end of things. So we donate up to 10% of revenue every single year towards early childhood education reform. And I just found that I can actually have a greater impact not being a within a school surprisingly <laughs> so you were selected by the national association for the education of young children as one of its one of its five delegates to go to washington dc tell yeah. us what the national association 
of the education of young children is. So NACI, as it's often called um, among us early ed people, or so the National Association for the Education of Young Children is based out of California, but we have state chapters. And so um, me and, and Circle Social is a member of the Indiana chapter. And what they do is they advocate for young children and they advocate for families. And so what they're always working to do is improve the quality of the childcare system, improve access to childcare. So there's actually a lot of deserts or childcare deserts as we call them in many places. Where there's just none. Yeah, there's All just right. none. You, you don't even have an option. You, you can't find childcare near you. We've heard something similar, not, not similar, but the word desert with these food deserts, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, where there's yeah. no grocery stores. So, right. Okay, so uh, you get picked to go to Washington, D.C. What, did you draw the short straw? Did you draw the <laughs> long straw? Why did they pick you? What, did, what? That's a pretty big honor. I'm joking, of course, yeah, but it's a pretty right. big honor. Right, yeah. I mean, I was very honored, very excited. So what happened is there's an application process and I had actually just become a NACI member at that time or my you know my business had become a NACI member and they said that there was this opportunity and I was like well you know something I really want to be involved in I'm not sure if I'm you know would be selected because I haven't done anything like this before right but I put in my application um, put about you know my experience working within not just early childhood education but on, on the business end and understanding the ROI behind early childhood right you know we invest a dollar here we're gonna get seven right. to ten dollars back you know per annum right which is fantastic and so kind of understanding the um, the ROI behind it, I think, was probably one of the reasons I got selected. <laughs> okay, so you're going to today, Monday. You're in Washington, yep. D.C., two days. What yep. are you doing there? So we'll be meeting with different legislators on the Hill. Um, NACI will be helping us organize meetings. So um, we'll be meeting with uh, I think Senator Donnelly, um, Todd Rokita. Um, I'm sure there's a number of others. I will most likely, hopefully, be meeting with Rokita because he represents Hendricks County. Um, but we'll be meeting with anyone and everyone that we can in order just to impress the importance of early childhood and also share our personal stories. I think that was a big reason I was chosen because I have a personal story as a parent putting my child in, in daycare and the concerns I have with that and the, the cost, right? It's exorbitant. Right. Yes. No, it's, it's <laughs> right. not cheap. No. Um, and the quality, I know that the quality is unfortunately not very high in a lot of our childcare centers. And we try, the state tries, NACI is trying, um, but it's not there because unfortunately teachers are paid so low. And that's a big issue that we have is right. Most teachers are paid under $10 an hour even if you look at more of the big chains around here some pay higher but the majority pay under 10 so it's not a livable wage yeah and you, it's interesting because this is a big issue that doesn't get a lot of attention now because there's just so many things <laughs> that are right getting thing. national attention <laughs> right but we, we were talking before we went on the air like indiana with its pilot program you know there's a lot of people now even that are pro early childhood education that are against the state expanding just because they don't have the date on whether what they're doing is working yet yeah, I agree. Um, there's what's called a mixed delivery model. So we've got ministries, which is a bit unique in the U.S. Then we've got the child care providers, which are for-profit systems. And then we've got state and nonprofit systems, right? And so we're utilizing all of that within Indiana. But there is a, a question of how viable that is and are we being effective, right? So especially with some of the... Um, you know, different providers that are out there often on a licensing, so state licensing regulation under an ACN, we only go into those centers once a year. If you're a home daycare, once every three years sometimes. So, you know, there's not a lot of control. So even if you have a, a daycare that's 
rated level three or level four, which is the top within Indiana's rating system. Um, Paths to quality is the name for it. Yeah, you still can't quite be confident. And you just see a lot of turnover in those uh, centers. So even if you have high quality with a great teacher in there, three months later, they might be gone because they were only making 950 an hour. <laughs> Get our guest is Nick Jaworski, and uh, he was chosen to head to Washington, D.C. Uh, you can actually read about this in the Hendricks County Flyer. Local business owner selected for Childhood Advocacy Summit. Pretty cool to see yourself in the flyer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And my daughter was in there, which is awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great picture. And again, he'll be uh, representing Indiana in uh, for the National Association of the Education of Young Children uh, Monday and Tuesday, 27th and 28th. So is it a hard thing? Like, you're going to have to go talk with Rikita. You know, these politicians, they like to hear, hey, you're doing a great job. You're going to have to go to him and go, hey, this isn't working, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge. You always have to be political in politics, right? You have to approach it from what are the positives, and we're looking for solutions. I think one of the reasons I was probably selected is I'm really good at taking data that we have and taking the situation saying, okay, how are we going to fix it? And not just saying you're the government, you need to give us money. That's not going to work. Right. <laughs> yeah. Especially you with Rikita. That's no right. with him. I guarantee you. Some guys that might, but not him. Uh, no, but it, it is probably, it's a sales job and it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Not, not that these two are in any way connected, but we had the folks from the higher fellowship on, on Thursday who are advocating for cannabis legislation. Not in any way that you're doing that, but it's sort of the same thing. You got to go to somebody who you need something from and saying you're terrible isn't going to do it, right? you got to right. be a nice guy like you about it, right? Right, right. I mean, you have to say, hey, here's what we've been doing, and here's what's working, and here's why we want to continue doing that, or we want to continue investing. And you also have to take the time and the research to think, okay, where is that money going to come from? You know, I mean, so for us with the NACI coalition or the delegation, all day Sunday, that's what we're doing. We're meeting to sit down to discuss, okay, what do we think is going to work? How are we going to make it work better? And then present those solutions, not presenting the problems, right? Okay, end of the day, you come back Tuesday. What's a successful trip for you? For me personally, this is kind of getting my foot into the advocacy piece, especially on a national level. So for me, it's a very much, I want to just learn and understand better how the process works. If something positive comes out of that if something i said really impacts you know a legislator great that would be a a great success for for me my personal success is just learning more about the process so i can have a greater impact on the line and the group as a whole what are they trying to get done so the group as a whole they are trying to get done um, we are advocating for higher teacher pay and in terms of professionalizing the field which we feel links to higher teacher pay better access to higher education um so maybe some kind of more teach scholarships if you heard about that program and in different offerings like that Uh, more access for not just low-income but also middle-income parents so expanding the CDBG grant or the big grant that the government gives out for child care funding every year Um, so expanding that more and then there was one more piece that's in the flyer and I'm not remembering off the top of my head that's fine all right we'll we'll judge you based on when you come back (laughs) Nick thanks for all you do uh, for kids and thank you for being with us today thank you so much for having me I really appreciate it Rob we're going to take a quick break when we come back Scott Strong will be with us to break down the first part of the Indiana legislative session including a couple of big bills that will dominate the discussion in the second part you're listening to Central Indiana today Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. 
Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimension Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall, joined now by our friend, political analyst, data guru, Scott Strong. We are at the midpoint of the Indiana legislative session, and so it's time to take a look back at where we are and where we're going to go. Scott, how's it going? Good. All right, so as we said, we're roughly at the mid midway point, or at least the point where things will move out of the Senate into the House, or into the from the House to the Senate. It's been a pretty quote unquote boring first month or so. However, uh, I think it's about to get very interesting. Oh yes, it is. There's a couple major bills that are coming up, and there's some proverbial potholes that the um, <laughs> legislature has run into along the way. All right, so obviously the big one out there that everybody's uh, going to be talking about will be this proposed. Uh, gas tax and yep. user fee increase and uh, we're going to go into detail on that in just a second but first let's start with the shocking bill out of the Indiana Senate last week in which a bill uh, from Senator Jim Buck which would make the Indiana superintendent uh, state superintendent of education an appointed position by the governor it failed Yes, the, so the commissioner of education went down 26 to 23 in the state house, but you've got to remember 49, 41 Republicans, nine Democrats, 17 Republicans broke ranks and voted against this bill. So I was talking to uh, a couple of different sources inside the state house that are very close to this vote, and um, 
Uh, in fact, it was Indiana State Senator Jim Merritt, our buddy okay. who yeah, do the sure. Capital Happenings podcast. Yeah. When I was asking him, I said, you know, do these things surprise you? By the way, if you want to hear the Capital Happenings show, you can hear it every Saturday morning, 830, right here on WIRZ. And the Capital Happenings podcast is uh, under Central Indiana today on SoundCloud and iTunes. So if you want to hear in detail or about to talk about it, you can do that. I asked Senator Merritt, I said, are you surprised by this? And he goes, he basically said, you know, paraphrasing, but I just kind of show up and vote. And things fall the way they fall, and nothing's ever actually done in the statehouse. But I think a lot of people were really shocked. Yeah, there was some talk that Jim didn't really know the count of votes before it came up. Of course, the Democrats were against it, and then there were some people that voted for it for different reasons. So, um, but. As much as everybody would like to say it's dead, as the phrase goes, there's dead in the state house, and then there's really dead. But this one's not dead because it could still be resurrected because it passed by such a big majority in the House. Now, what happened apparently was there were a couple of people in committee that voted yes yep. and then voted no on the floor. And uh, from m- multiple sources that I talked to, that that doesn't doesn't sit well with the uh, David Long because they it's like the stock market yes there's good news there's bad news there are no surprises yeah so once in a while you'll have some committee it passed six to three in the subcommittee that brought the committee that brought it out on the floor and but when it came time for the vote they didn't those just because they put it on the floor didn't they didn't vote for it which means they felt like it deserved a hearing but they weren't for it but they weren't going to kill it in committee and that is really an odd thing and I I uh, having served in municipal government, uh, government, I get that. Um, I get that you want you want everybody to be able to have their say on certain certain topics. So mm-hmm. you do that um, at the local government level. It's a board or commission, like a planning commission or a board of zoning appeals or wh- whatever. Um, but uh, to not tell or not make the Senate pro tem aware yes. of your plans. Not a good thing. No, it wasn't. So. Fastest way to end up in the very back of the room. Yeah, So, but this thing's not dead. It did a, a bill with almost similar language pass the House. Now, they can't bring the same bill back, but they can make differences, and they'd have to send it back to that subcommittee, and then they'd have to get two more people to support it. So some major changes will need to be made, but it could still pass this because, remember, this is one of the signature legislation of the Holcomb administration. Okay, so let's talk about this major change rule. So for those of you who don't know, if a bill dies in the House or Senate, Mm -hmm. people can't just bring it back and say, redo. It's done. It's over with. You, You move on until the next session. But what you can do is you can uh, bring a bill back with quote-unquote major changes. Now, the issue becomes whether the House bill, because this is Bosma's baby over in the House. Brian Bosma, the Speaker of the Indiana House of Representatives, is probably not very happy with me right now, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, That's a a long line. Uh, He he has basically the same bill. Now, there need to be major changes to it, and they're trying to figure out what qualifies as major changes because to me, Scott, this bill seems one now that if it went forward would end up in court. Yeah, so what they'll probably do, a major change is they set this that, you know, that it would happen in basically 2020. So a major change would be changing the year that Senate, that um, Superintendent McCormick can fill out 
the rest of her term and be eligible for re-election, move it back to 2024. Or if you change something, which was some people in the House that says you want somebody that is a resident of oh, Indiana. That, and that's such a bad, that's the one that'll get them in court. Yes. That 20, changing it to 2024 instead of 2020, I think they've maybe got a leg to stand on because that would yep. be a major change. That, it's got to be an Indiana resident thing. Oh, what a load of... Yeah, and so you're this, telling me right now somebody could have that and they don't have to be an Indiana resident. Well, the bill should die right there. Yes. Yeah, so the reason is it's being driven because of our new um, Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, which comes from Michigan, didn't work in any school. She was never a teacher. So the Democrats are really pressing as hard. I'm not so sure this is going to go through, but it's another one of the things that makes from some drama in the state house. Well, it's a big deal because uh, the governor. Holcomb, friend of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We we like Holcomb. We don't always necessarily agree on all of Holcomb's policy, but we like Holcomb. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Um, he really wants this. Yes, he does. So he's pushing hard for it. So this would make that a commissioner of education appointable by the governor. And then the governor's house, because of that, would have a major influence upon education. And when we're talking about 62% of all of our state budget going to education in the state, the governor definitely wants a play in this stake. I'm torn on this one because I, I was, I was, I should say, sort of coming around, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm torn, and I said this on WIBC that I'm torn on this because, on one hand, I do get that the educator, the the education secretary, the the state superintendent, is an administrator, mm-hmm. and that's one yes. thing Glenda didn't understand, which is why she's no longer in that position. Mm-hmm. You're not the policy setter; you're the administrator of the policy. On the other hand, I don't know. I kind of like the check. The at least premise of check and balance an election gives us. Yes, that's true. So it's you know there's there's both sides of it. Um, I think you know the the real issue has come is when we got somebody in four years ago that had some major footballs along the way and weren't able to do the, a lot of the administrative tasks. You know the weakness of the previous candidate is always reflected in these type of bills when they go forward. Oh, and it's fascinating too because Glenda was elected because Bennett was. Uh, I'm going to try to figure it out. Was it was the Uber administrator well, that was really trying to set policy with it. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. He was literally a rubber stamp for Daniels. Yes. Which, if you look at the job description, which, you know, it's strong. You've applied for mm-hmm. jobs before, yes. right? You yep. look at the job description, that's right? That's right. What am I supposed to do? It's not what I want to do. It's what I'm supposed to do. That's really what the person's supposed to do. Yeah, and of course, then you always talk to the hiring manager and you say, okay, this is job description. What do you really do? And then they're like, oh, well, this is it's nothing like the job description. Okay, get our uh, Scott Strong uh, talking about some bills in front of the uh, Indiana legislature. We're nearing the halfway point, turning the corner, and things are about to get interesting. Now, I bring up the, educa- the uh, superintendent bill because... Uh, it was basically a rejection, not directly, because the House has their bills and the Senate have, have their bills, but Bosma had the same bill over yes. on the House. Basically yeah, the same bill. Yeah, almost carbon copies. And so this was essentially, because they all know Bosma has yep. that bill over there, those guys try to go, ooh, I, I, on the Senate, they'll, we don't really pay attention to the House, well, yeah. whatever. And, uh, they, they know Bosma had that bill. It's a rejection of Bosma, and Bosma's the author of the gas tax. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> it'll be interesting now as we pivot over to the Senate on the gas tax, because last year the Senate rejected Brian Bosma on the gas tax. A lot of people don't remember or yep. don't realize the House passed something pretty similar last year, and the Senate threw it out. Yeah, so the probably the big news was in the last couple of weeks, they came through and they did pass where they took the sales tax because one of the issues that the public has had is all of the tax needs to go to the roads. And the sales tax, which was about 7%, so we pay, if 
I bought gas yesterday, dollar ninety-seven. I thought to myself, forty-seven cents of this, forty-seven point two cents, is um, tax, seven percent sales tax, um, eighteen cents point two for the state government, or eighteen cents for the state, and then I think it's eighteen cents for the federal. Yeah, so that's a really interesting point here. Is that uh, the Scott just made? Uh, what fifty cent, forty-seven cents? Yep. Uh, so your gas would cost you a buck fifty. Yes. If you um, if you didn't have to pay tax and these are taxes for the most part seven cents of that is sales tax so it would 40 cents of that is a tax by the state and federal government just for gasoline that's right just for gasoline and and uh gas tax is one of the few federal taxes out there for things you purchase where you say there's a sales tax or whatever you want to call it on this product so think about that if there were no tax on gasoline you'd pay a buck 50 that's right so that 18 cents goes to the state now they're going to take the seven cents which was sales tax which was originally going to other things they've shifted that back in the bill that came out a couple weeks ago to say all of that has to go to roads and so that's going to put about a 280 million dollar hole in the budget so what they did is they passed another user fee on cigarettes which is basically a buck a pack raising up to make up about 280 million dollars of that so now this is fascinating to me and we're going to take a quick break here in just a moment but uh this is fascinating to me because the whole premise of the people like afp came out and Mm -hmm. were big advocates and said wait a second you can't go raising the taxes until you're using all the sales tax on gas to pay for gas the premise was being that it was about four hundred million, give or take. Yes. You know what's a, what's ten million amongst yeah, friends, that's right? right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you would take that four hundred million. And you say we're going to raise taxes less. That's right. No, no, no. They move the money over. But then they still raise the tax. So where's the extra money going? Yeah, so what they're doing is they've been using that sales tax to plug in other holes in the budget. And one of those has been Medicaid and Medicare. Remember HIPAA and all of this stuff that oh, came yes. down? And then 2.0. We had and so 2.0. Much, we had so much fun yes. with the first one. So they had to, so they raised the, the cigarette tax to make up the money that they're shifting over. Now, they're still saying they're about two-thirds short um, of $1.2 billion, which I think is a little bit high because you let the guys that were going to build the roads tell you how much they needed. <laughs> well, yes. And, and look, for you, God, I got in big trouble with this a couple days ago when I said this, and then I said it again. And uh, anyway, I'm going to say it a third time. INDOT, next to FSSA, INDOT is the last organization in the state government I would want to give a blank check to. Yes. Having dealt with INDOT when I was on the town council, having. I'm just telling you, these are the last people that you want to give a blank check to. And that's essentially what the state's doing is they're going, well, they say they need it. These people can't even get 69 done. Maybe before I hit 50, it'll be done. Maybe. Maybe. And I was in my early 20s when the thing started. That's right. That's right. terrible. These guys are the worst. And you're about to give them $1.2 billion a year. It's terrible. Awful. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about what the political future might be like for those who choose to vote for the gasoline tax. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? 
You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Scott Strong, political analyst, data guru. And, uh, okay, so let's put a bow on the show today. Uh, we just talked about this gas tax. Scott, I think anybody, especially in major Republican counties like Hendricks County, who votes for this gas tax thing, I think they're this is it for them. Yeah, there. You know, this is one of these things. There are already people that are amassing that are starting to look to for primary challenges against some of these Republicans that are going to support this, especially with the tolling. And a lot of them have been throwing out, "Well, we'll take the tolling off." It's almost like a red herring in negotiation. Sure. I'm telling you, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it, so you won't be as mad at me when I just raise your taxes. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't touch on on the gas tax side of things is that this House bill gives. This is the most stupid thing mm-hmm. I've ever heard. This is the most stupid thing. Maybe other than Obamacare. I don't know. It's pretty close. Um, it gives the governor unlimited tolling authority. And it yeah. takes the legislature out of the equation. Yeah, and automatic increases on yes. wageflation in, in those roads. The only way that a tolling would work, and I understand why they want to do it. I'm not for it. But, you know, so you're having more traffic. So you want to expand 70 to a, a third lane. You want to expand I-65. The only way that would work was to make the third lane optional and you can travel it by paying a toll but the regular roads are still but that's not going to happen well and that's <laughs> and you know if that's your option for quote unquote uh funding then okay that's your option but you can't be doing the gas tax no. and the inflation and the vehicle fee which is also in there going to pay a fee on your vehicle every year yep. and the tolling yep. you got to like pick one yes you, you know and here's the thing the gas tax to me is political suicide because every time someone goes to the pump, yes. they will pay it, they will see it, and if I'm running ads, oh yes, which by the way, maybe this if, if ah never mind, I won't go there. That'll just start a whole rumor <laughs> thing, and then oh no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, if I'm running, if I'm running a campaign against somebody who raised it, this is a slam dunk. It's all over. Oh yes, it's it's there. So these people could be very much primaried. Um, the House seems to be full on board to move forward with this. The the stop will be the Senate again. So I literally I, I see things like the Senate vote. Sixty one of these morons voted for this thing. Mm-hmm. And you take somebody like a Jeff Thompson, who's our state rep, and you go, well, you're seemingly a fairly intelligent guy. Yep. Like, why would you do this? Yeah, so, and Greg Sturwall is, is the other representative. Oh, Sturwall loves it! Yes, so both of them are seem to be for it at this point. We'll wait for all of the official votes and everything to play out to know where they stand. All right, Scott, uh, great job as always. By the way, uh, before we go, you've got a big event coming up Saturday, right? Yes, there's the Hendricks County um, Republicans are choosing our new executive officers to lead the party this Saturday. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. at the Government Center. The public is invited. Yes, they are. You get to give a speech? Yes, all the um, chairman candidates are giving two-minute speeches, and so will all the other candidates for secretary, treasurer, and vice chair. Interesting. It's going to be It's great. It's it's a public event. If you've never been to a caucus, which is what these are, uh, it's a lot of fun you really should get out there and watch the thing unfold it's a great chance to uh see your you know 
the Republic, as we like to say, yes. in action and see political process in action, too. So, Scott, thanks for being with us today. Thanks. Hey, don't forget to be missing any part of today's show. Check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download, download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. 
Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.